Hey everyone, welcome back to the Addiction Reset Podcast. This is James Pendleton, your host. And today I wanted to talk about um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Addiction Recovery Program. Just to give you a little bit of more of a background of my story and my experience with the Addiction Recovery Program and what I've heard others talk about. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they put together an addiction recovery program um, over a decade ago to um, help those with addiction, very similar to an AA program, with a little bit of doctrinal um, spin that more aligns with the church's doctrine. So very similar to the 12 Steps, you would find in AA, but more doctrinally sound for um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So my first experience with the addiction recovery program was very positive. So it was at the time when I had decided I needed to make a change. I was looking online specifically for Gamblers Anonymous, uh, living in St. George, Utah at the time. The closest Gamblers Anonymous was uh, about an hour away. So I looked at um, the church's website, found that actually there was 14 meetings every single week in the St. George area, and just so happened to click on a general addiction uh, meeting. Now there's different meeting types, and I'll get into that a little bit later specifically for pornography and spousal support, and then general addiction. So my first experience was in a general addiction meeting. And when I went to my first meeting by myself, I, you know, had a really good experience. You know, you get in there, you read from the manual, you... um, talk about what's in the manual, and then in that specific step, I started on step six, because they just go 12 steps, 12 weeks, and then just keep going. So there's no starting or ending necessarily. I mean, you could potentially just start on week one if you waited, but you just kind of go, and I started on step six, which actually turned out to be a really good thing for me. That's another um, episode topic, though. But I wanted to stay specifically, I want to tell two stories of two different people that I met at two different types of meetings. So again, I started general addiction because in my mind, gambling was the major addiction I needed to get over when pornography was also there. Um, But I started with general addiction. And I want to talk about a specific lady. I'm not going to use her name. We'll just call her Jane for the sake of privacy. So Jane was at the general addiction meeting and she was an alcoholic. And she, um, I think my first meeting, she was less than a month of sober. So she had started a couple weeks before I had, but she was having success. And what was really interesting is her positive positivity that came from her sharing portion of the meeting. So if you haven't ever been to an addiction recovery meeting or an AA meeting, 
you basically talk about this step and then everybody goes around the room and takes a chance at sharing and you can pass or you can share and they, they say no crosstalk. You can't talk about other people's problems. You can just share anything that you want about that step in particular or what's going on in your life and your successes, your failures, whatever you want to talk about. And to me, that's the most pow powerful part of addiction meetings. But Jane was having success and she was excited about that success. And the facilitator in our meeting would almost chuckle every time when uh, Jane would give her number of days that she had been sober or clean. Because, um, well, a lot of people have difference of opinion on whether counting days is a good or a bad thing. Um, Jane saw it as a good thing. The facilitator maybe saw it as, well, you're looking at the wrong thing. But what I really loved about Jane was that her she wore her emotions on her sleeve and she was excited at the progress that she was making. She had some really tough stuff going on in her life um, that I would never wish on anybody on top of her addiction. And she was making it work and she was happy to make it work. She was there every single week, as was I. And we got to form a friendship. And it wasn't a friendship that we did anything outside of our meetings, but every week we knew we each other was going to be there. And we knew that they were having success, and that caused me to want to have success. So my first experience with an addiction recovery program meeting for the first year, I don't know if I missed a week for the first year, and it was super positive. Everybody was positive there. There was drug, drug addicts, alcoholics, sex addicts, food addicts in this general addiction meeting. And it was a powerful meeting because those that were struggling were seeing the hope of those that were succeeding. And it was like a ripple effect. And it really, really worked. And all of a sudden, that meeting in particular was just filled with a ton of hope. For those people that came for the first time they saw people that were succeeding at overcoming their addictions. Now, I'll tell you a story of a second person. Again, I'll withhold the name for sake of privacy, but we'll call him John. So about a year into my recovery, I was starting to become very vocal with those in my church congregation that I had a pornography addiction, and I was overcoming it, and I wanted to help anyone else that also had a pornography issue. And I was willing to be the person being loud and get judged from any of the members of our ward. I was willing to be that person. And so in doing that, I started having people reach out to me. And when they started to reach out to me, that was my first step. Let's go to an ARP meeting together. And because they were pornography, most of the people that were reaching out, there was a pornography-specific addiction recovery meeting, also in St. George. And um, the first time I went to this meeting, it, there was tons of people there. Uh, I, think, I think, if I remember right, there was about 30 men there. Because pornography addiction meetings are for men only. And then they have a spousal support meeting for um, the women the, and the wives. And there was just a different feeling. Um, there wasn't much hope in that room. We still did everything was the same. We read the step, 
and we talked about the step and then we went around the room and shared, you know, and you have three to five minutes and when you get 30 people in there, those meetings can last pretty long. And there was very, very little hope. And this one brother in particular named John, he um, had been going to ARP meetings for, I think he said five years. And in those five years, he had never really had success with overcoming his addiction. Very little, a couple weeks at a time at the, at the most. And there was resentment towards his wife. There was resentment towards life in general. Um, almost an attitude of it was unfair that this was the lot that he had been given. No, don't get me wrong. I've thought that many of times. Um, throughout my addiction like why was I given this particular thing that I had to deal with and other people have seemed to have no problem with pornography or gambling or or any other type of addiction why is that my lot but there was something different with John in this particular meeting and, I, and it got me thinking that there was no hope in that meeting most of the people in there hadn't had success and um, or at least not long-term success. And when they, when they were talking about success, their talking about success was in very short periods of time, which is a starting point in which has to happen, right? But if you compare that to Jane, after a year straight of meetings, I remember vividly the day that Jane said it was her one year mark of being sober. And you know, 365 days, that's a long time. For somebody that hasn't had success in their recovery to hear somebody else having that success especially with her story of the negativity and the the other outside issues that were going on in her life was super inspiring and hopeful and in the pornography meetings it wasn't and it got me thinking that maybe that's why a lot of people because i've talked to a lot of people since then and there's there's more than a handful of people that have a negative um outlook on the church's addiction recovery program and it never really fit with me because my experience was so so good and actually and there'll be a time when um, I get my wife on the podcast and let her tell her part of the story or her side of the story but about six months into my addiction recovery I invited her to come to the ARP meeting with me to my meeting not to a spousal support but to my meeting and she did, and she came for months, probably four or five months. She came pretty regularly, and it was a really powerful experience for us as a couple, for her to see and hear other people's stories as well as mine, because I was much more open in those settings because it was it was a safe spot to to share what I was feeling, and it was a spot that I could share with my wife through the meeting. In the pornography meetings, they don't have that. They have a support meeting, which whether you agree with that or not, I'm not sure that I do. Um, I'm not saying spouses don't need support. I'm not sure a meeting where a bunch of spouses that their husbands have problem with pornography is a great place to get support um, because I would assume that there's not a whole lot of um, hope in that room as well. So the reason I wanted to tell that and talk about that a little bit today is the addiction recovery program, in my view, was inspired. It's helped thousands and thousands of people overcome their addiction. Having said that, 
it's not for everybody. And specific meetings, specific facilitators of meetings have influence on whether it's going to be successful for you or not. I specifically remember my missionary couple um, being the most wonderful couple that I could have ever imagined being in an addiction meeting, so loving um, and so understanding, and just made it feel like the right place to be. On the flip side, I've also had missionary couples and facilitators that I didn't get that same feeling, that I felt that they maybe were resentful that they had to be there, that maybe their husband had struggled with an addiction and the spouse hadn't, and they got drug into being a missionary couple for the recovery program. Or just you got the feeling that maybe they didn't want to be there that night. And the difference could be everything. And so as you're deciding, as you're looking at options of how, what steps to take to come to overcome your addiction, the Addiction Recovery Program by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints could be one of those steps. I would suggest that you try it. I would suggest that you try a general addiction meeting versus a pornography meeting. And the reason being is you get to see other people's stories. Um, in the pornography meeting, I always felt like it was the same story, right? We all started looking at pornography at 14 years old, and I've never been able to stop, and I went on a mission, but I still can't stop. And again, I, I relate with all of that. Like, that's my story too. But a lot of times when, that, when you relate so well with someone else's story, you don't really look for other, other angles or other options of having hope because a lot of them don't. Whereas I didn't find that as much in the general addiction. I mean, I had people in my general addiction meeting that were just released from prison, that had been addicted to drugs, and their life was in ruins. They couldn't see their kids. Their wives or ex-wives seemed to despise them. And somehow they found some hope in those meetings. And it was truly inspiring. So go to an ARP meeting. See if it connects with you. See if you feel the connection. See if there's hope in that meeting. See if there's people succeeding in that meeting. If there are, that can be part of your supporting cast that is so important in overcome, overcoming your addiction. If you don't get those feelings, if you don't feel hope in those meetings, don't feel like that you have to continue. Go to another meeting or choose to stop going to meetings for a while. My opinion is go to the meetings if they are helping. If it's a time that they're not helping, and it's just a time commitment that doesn't really gain results for you, there's other options. There's other things. But I will tell you that the church's addiction recovery program was one of the things that really propelled me to my recovery. And it was because of the people that I met there and the success that they were having and the spirit and the feelings that I had there of hope and the addiction recovery program specifically has in the in the steps the teachings that are taught has some amazing things to learn that you maybe you're not going to learn in your general sunday school class or your priesthood sessions or priesthood uh, meetings and it also gives an opportunity for you to share in a safe spot with other people having addictions um, your true feelings 
So there is power in these meetings, but don't get stuck. Don't get stuck going to a meeting that you don't think works or that you don't feel hope. Look for other meetings, and if those meetings don't work, then uh, look for, for other ways to get help. As always, check us out at Addiction Reset, theaddictionreset.com. Um, we do have coaching. We have um, online content and programs. And we have a live event coming at the end of 2021 that we will get together with other um, people recovering for addiction and do a really fun race. Um, we like to run an addiction reset and it helps us clear our mind. It helps us do hard things. It helps us do things that we normally wouldn't do. And our retreat, uh, more details to come will help you um, find some of that support group as well as have a heck of a lot of fun doing it. So until next time, thanks for listening.